0: All right, it is Friday afternoon in beautiful, sunny Southern California, and it's your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop Diviasi. And I got Jeff Dawson live from Boston in the building. See, that? that's a good little tune, to, uh, rhyme right there, Jeff. I got Jeff Dawson live from Boston. <laughs> A little yeah. ring to it, little ring. A little ring to it, you know. Boston's own. The Don himself, you already know. The uh, the uh, Bird to Magic. Customato to Tyson. <laughs> the Sultan of Swang. Right. The, my man. So, last night. We'll get to last night in a moment, but last night. But... Today, it looks like that um, we have a pretty good uh, dog bet going on if you're um, looking for a dog today. If you hear the show early, if you listen to it as soon as I uh, send it out to you guys in a bit, um, hopefully you you won't miss it, but uh, oh, looks like the the gray horse is having a breakdown right here over at Belmont. But um, yeah, it looks like the Astros are some good money today, Jeff. I know it's Chris Sell on the mound, but Chris Sell is 1 5 this season. And this ain't the. I'm telling you, this is a good game. You know, Astros' best record in uh, baseball, Home Dog. Literally, they might be handing you money here, Jeff. What do you think? Well, it's funny because uh, last night.
1: When what, what we usually do here at ECSI is we take a full look at the overnight lines, and then when we wake up in the morning, we see where the, the, the hidden treasures and the money's moved and how are the adjusted lines are set up so the public sees the open in line. Where I call the night before the actual underground line. That's what I call it. And uh, uh, if something pops and looks out of whack, I call it Vegas making a statement. And it's so funny that you bring this game up because Chris Sale in the underground line opened up minus 153. And so when you add up all this stuff, the fact that the best team in baseball, the best record in baseball, Friday night is at home, and Chris Sale was a minus one fifty three last night. That was one of the games. I'm not listen. I nothing better than a Friday night where I can release three dogs, and I call it a three dog night. And I look deep today. And the first game that actually stuck out for ECSI, unfortunately, was the other side with the Red Sox. I think that was a big statement by Vegas. They're enticing the public to jump on the Astros, uh, grabbing you know plus one thirty five, one forty. So one of the three games that we did release at ECSI tonight was Chris Sale. Um, the actual number that we released them out was at 138 uh, I, on your Vegas strip. Uh, Westgate and Caesars had it at 138. Uh, but I definitely understand exactly where you're going with that. You can grab the Astros at home plus 130, plus 135, you do not see that very often, and you won't the rest of the week.
0: Right, and I just, when I see things like that, you've got to jump, water. even hey, even if it's risque, risque, you got the home team, they got the best record in the league, boom, give it a chance. Absolutely. And that's just my little, that's just a little dog that I'm just throwing out for everybody for the day. I forgot to mention it yesterday, but I don't even think they had the line ready for that game like that, so uh, it is what it is. Also, you guys make sure you go into the store today. I do have the Santa Anita race cards ready for you. We just got a winner home right now, and Oliver going off at three to one. Doug O'Neill, the birthday boy, uh, his first uh, horse of the day that uh, took to the track goes ahead and gets a uh, nice little birthday gift to start off the day. Fifty, uh, th- I think it was a fifty thousand dollar claimer, Jeff. I'm all in. Yeah, sign players. me up. Yep. <laughs> main, yeah. Well, was it made claimers? I got to check the race, but I think it might have been a claiming race. So hopefully the horse didn't get bought. He, he looked good. He finished well. And so three to one is a good number. So that means that you get back eight bucks for that deal right there, Jeff. People be like, nah, it should be six. No, you get back eight <laughs> bucks. Because you well, got to understand it's three to one it, and if, you're adding your dollar.
1: Well, well, that's the whole thing. If you go to the window and bet 100, and you get back two hundred. You get your hundred back, and then whatever you bet on the race. So when you go and bet at two dollars on a three to one, you get the three to one, which is six, plus your two dollars back. So it's eight dollars. And sometimes
0: they will sprinkle in a little change, like twenty or forty cents. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, and, and see this. Is what I try to tell people with horse racing they're the world's best odds. And then people say, "Pop, why can't you just take a plus fifty dog and just not blink about it?" Hey, you know what? A plus fifty dog. In the NBA game Ain't shit At the track And I've laughed With track Other track uh, Track uh, Manifestos Guys who bet Big at the track And things like that And we'll fall out On the floor After I say After we say that You know what I mean You know play is, At the track That ain't shit You know what I mean nope. it, That's a what we Is a two to five You know Something of that nature Man So Uh you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, pretty much, we are at a point right now where we are looking pretty good when it comes to baseball moving forward for the season, Jeff. I think basketball is wrapping up a little bit more, more quickly than any of us felt it would. I thought that maybe the Warriors would... Being somewhat of a series with the Blazers, that didn't happen, and it looks like maybe this Bucks Raptors thing is going to be over before seven. But I think it has seven written all over it. And you know, um, I was, you know, I was feeling good last night, Jeff. But you know, what? We'll, what? We'll, let's talk a little baseball first, and then we'll get into that in a moment. But I really do like to, this weekend's schedule. I uh, series prices, Jeff. What do you think about this series right here, the uh, Dodgers and the? Pirates. What, what do you feel about the series price? I think it's a three-game series, so you don't have to worry about anybody pulling even or anything with that. I know the Dodgers will probably be the minus in this deal as well too. I think that the Dodgers would be a strong, strong bet on a series price. I'm just throwing out prop bets for you guys today. And I think that maybe they could be a strong bet for you because the Pirates, been a, they've been, not been playing good baseball at all as of late, Jeff. And I feel like maybe you, you could sneak in here and get yourself two out of three wins for the Dodgers. What you think? Well, it looks like there was a
1: pitching change today for Pittsburgh. Uh, Felice has now been uh, their starter against Walker Bueller. Um, so right there, you got the Dodgers almost a two-to-one favorite right off the rip. The public jumped all in on them. Uh, I just got an update that it looks like that the Pirates should go down to about a plus 168. Uh, in that uh, game tonight. So if you're if you're backing the Dodgers, uh, what you are looking at is Bueller today, and then they got tomorrow. Rue, who has not given up a run in 31 innings uh, against Musgrove, so. Uh, In your eyes, you're saying, okay, which one of these two can I get a split on? And then on Sunday, it's Archer versus uh, Maeda. So Archer has kind of been a dumpster fire. Uh, So you you really, it'd be nice if you are going to lean Dodgers, get out, get that win today. And then, you know, Rue's supposed to take you home tomorrow and not have to worry about Maeda and Archer on Sunday.
0: Right. So, I think that, man, Jeff, it might be a sweep this weekend. Yeah, you never know. The Dodgers got some of their better pitchers going for the weekend. That's why I selected this series. It's a nice series price. What's the series price for it, Jeff? Minus 180? Uh, Let me give you the up-to-date. If you give me one second, I can give you that series price. One second. Okay, it's been one second. Uh, The impatience of the world we live in today. Take your time, Jeff. Right, let's see what we can get you for serious prices,
1: sir. Serious price dealer personnel QG. that was 170. All
0: right, one more time with that, Jeff. The Dodgers,
1: to win the series, is minus 195, and the Pirates are plus
0: 170. All right, so there you go. All you betters that just want to bet ahead of time, that's a good little bet. Before you put up 400 bucks, you get $200 back. That, <laughs> you know, or the nickel betters, you get almost 250 back for that deal. Then you're going to look at your chick and be like, damn, man. Why, man? <laughs> <laughs> This don't look. This don't look right. You know. He's like, I put up all that money to make this. Hey, but you cash the ticket. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right. So I just want to talk series price for that one real quick. Let me go ahead and get into some games that. I because I don't have a lines yet for tomorrow's games. Now I can give them to you. And that. Yep. And that's why I'm glad that you're on. That you're on this episode with me. Now, here goes one that's going to be fairly popular tomorrow with the guys looking for that lock bet. But I think I'm going to play the over here for this one. This is going to be the Yankees and the Royals. They got J.A. Happ on the mound. J.A. is one of their pitchers that's not doing as well as he should. But I think at the end of the day, though, he'll be decent in this because the Royals The Royals are, are really playing bad baseball. They're back to being the Royals, Jeff. I remember for a long time. A long time. The Royals spent a lot of time in, la- in the basement of the Central Division. Especially when they started the division. They weren't even like in the talk of winning the division until they won a few years ago. You know, Jeff. And so they've just returned back to mediocrity. Nothing's wrong with that. They built a great farm system up. They- it took them 20 years to do it. But, you know, now they pretty much fleeced those guys because they've made trades over the years to try to get the instant gratification of winning the World Series ring. They were able to go to two of them in a row. And um, now they're in a rebuilding phase, so it'll probably be another decade before you hear from the Royals again. But that doesn't matter in 162-game seasons, you know, during the regular season because, you know, every game is winnable for any team. So, I like the over in this spot, Jeff. I know Dan Duffy has, given, has had some games where he's gotten roughed up this season, but he's probably one of their better pitchers. But still, with the hot hitting of the Yankees right now, the Yankees absolutely were were shredding the uh, Orioles throughout this whole series, and the Yankees have won their last, I guess, six, six games in a row, and they actually really are heating up at this moment. So, I really do feel like that Yankees' offense isn't going to, they they aren't gonna settle down, Jeff. They they're they're really, really getting into a groove right now. And I do think that we'll get the over tomorrow. Just because the Yankees got one of probably their least probably the pitcher that that will probably be able to get hit on, hit, you know, pretty easily. I think that it will be a pretty good game to go ahead and go over. What's the over looking like right now for that one, Jeff? I think we're opening at nine and a hook. Let me
1: see here. Uh, Nine and a hook. Uh, It did open at nine. On Chris went right to nine and a half, and the over is juiced. Initially, uh, minus one thirteen.
0: Okay. Okay. So we're gonna. Okay. So we're taking. So we're gonna start off. I'm guessing that we're gonna take the Dodgers one and a half for tomorrow, since we got Ryan pitching. And then we're going to go ahead and take the over nine and a half, which will probably jump to a 10. So I would suggest that you get the nine and a half. It's not going to go down. It's going to go up. From how I'm feeling, Jeff, it might end up at 10 and a half, 11 by the time you get to the first pitch. Just depending on how the overnight money comes in on that. Once the line is dropped to the public, because, you know, Jeff has Jeff has that good. Information where we can get it uh, about well, 24 hours before the actual uh, pitch. So,
1: Well, let me just tell you this. Uh, weather report, wind blowing out 12 and a half miles an hour dead center, so all your over betters better get it and get it now.
0: It might end up at a 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colorado Rocky numbers. I remember one time the Rockies got it up to a 13 one time.
1: I remember a Friday afternoon Wrigley game. It was 14 in the hook.
0: Wind was blowing. I think they had it by the third of one
1: minute, too. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. Free, freaky Fridays. Freaky matinees at Wrigley. I remember the Cubs used to play like three day games a week when I was a kid. At home. Three, four day, you know, night games are so rare for the Cubs. They really were like the one team that always played during the day, Jeff, for a long time. Yep, they got too big now. Yeah, you know, then they put lights in. The <laughs> things changed. You know. So, alright. So, we got the over nine and a half and that's for the Yankees and the Orioles and the Dodgers with the run line tomorrow. Since we got Ryu pitching, hopefully he does as he can and Gets all crazy, you know. Um, then we got the Marlins and the Nationals. Marlins have been the winners of what is it six in a row, Jeff? So they've been crazy, yeah. They've, yeah, been, they've been really, really, really good lately, and you know, they've been good, good, like good, good lately. Let me see how many they've won in a row. They've won six in a row, Jeff, going into uh tonight's game. I think that they continue their winning winning ways as well, too. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to take them. I'm going to be froggy and take them on the money line, even though I do have them for, for today as well. But I think that this team actually will probably win their next seven out of eight games. You know what I mean? Uh, not seven out of eight, but probably their next eight, eight out of nine games. I think they win this series this weekend as well, too, Jeff. Uh, the Nationals aren't good this season at all. You know, and I feel like they're going to be jousting back and forth with the, um, they'll be josting back and forth with the, with the Marlins for the last play spot in the East. So, and the Mets are quietly making some ground. Even though they're not scoring that many runs at this point, they are quietly making some ground. They had a good week as well, too. Uh, so, I like the Marlins in the upset tomorrow, Jeff. That's a big number. Is it, they got Scherzer? No, they got Corbin. Okay. And who and that's who's pitching for Washington tomorrow? let Yeah,
1: play. against Alec Cantara. He's uh Corbin's right now minus 230. Uh I just looked at the uh, series line and the the were 220. But the funny thing is, Lopez looks like he's getting some play on him right now. Some reverse line movement on the Marlins tonight. And on Sunday, they got their best pitcher going with uh, Carson Smith and Washington's undecided. But Saturday, they have Corbin versus Alicantara. And tonight, it is McCowan versus Lopez.
0: And Alicantara pitched so well in his last game. So I ain't betting he's that so, we in a good spot because, you know, pitchers, when they heat up, pitchers be good for the next five to ten games, Jeff. You know there's Yep. When they start heating up, they just need run support. See, run support tells you everything about how well the pitcher's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're not getting the guy any runs and he's keeping things down to a medium a minimum, he's doing a great job. It's on the hitters, like I always say. Like, when I always go to being Clayton Kershaw's uh, – Top defended.
1: They've won. Speaking of Kershaw, they've won his 15 last starts in regular season, and he is pitching Monday night against Degrom, so that's must see TV. So get your popcorn ready for that. Are they in New York or LA?
0: LA. Oh. See, that would have been. See, that was a. And you know, that's a four game series. But you know, it happens. It happens. It happens. All right, so. Yeah, that's gonna be a good game. The Graham and Kershaw uh, Memorial Day. May it's probably is a six six p.m. start. It would be awesome if it was during the day. I no, it's actually
1: a later start. That'll probably be the last game that ESPN showing on the. I got a client that we got uh, infield boxes for for Monday and Tuesday, flying out from New York going to Santa Anita for a few days and a few games, and then
0: going up to South Point to bowl in the Nationals. Yeah, get that national championship. There you go. And then make sure Luther sings one shining moment for you guys. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, we got some more baseball games. I'm staying out of that one. Rays, Indians, I've been doing a lot with that the last few days. Tigers, Mets, Jeff. Tigers, Mets, Tigers been awful, Jeff. Yes, they have. They're playing just I don't care baseball right now, in my opinion. Wow. This team has lost nine games in a row. Not actually Yeah, not ten games in a row. Because they didn't even finish the A the last A's game, it looks like. But the A's still won the game. This is awful. They've lost their last They've struggled this whole month. After starting in the middle of this month, they've been, ever since the Twins series started, they've been awful. Like, they went on, and it's been at home, too. They've actually dropped their last nine home games. It's like, damn, being on a roll might be a good thing for them tomorrow. But since they're not scoring any runs, and you, can't, you don't know what Mets team, Mets offense is going to show up, it's easy for me to do it this way, Jeff. I'm going to go ahead and take the under here. What am I getting here, Jeff? Seven and a half, eight? Um, I actually think that hasn't come up yet due to uh,
1: pitching uh, Vargas for the Mets, and Detroit is undecided. Never mind. And I can, never mind. Yeah, I can. Vargas
0: Jason is, uh, Vargas is on the mound. Oh, never mind.
1: And the wind blowing 12 miles an hour, dead center. So you might want, as soon as that opens, jump on that over. That's for sure.
0: Right. You know what? Maybe we could go do a double dog tomorrow. Give me Detroit to win. I know I just said they're playing awful and blah, 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 blah. But Jason Vargas is on the mound. So it's an iffy game for the Mets, honestly. No offense to Jason Vargas, but he's always been a below-average pitcher, in my opinion. He's had some good stints and some good runs, depending on what type of team he's playing for. If it's a winning team, he'll be, he'll be, he'll do well. It's been his whole career since he was in Miami. But when he has a team that's middling or below that, he's a pretty below-average pitcher, in my opinion. But he does enough to keep a job in the MLB. See, people be like, how does this guy still... Get contracts. Well, because he shows up to, to the job on time. He's not a problem in the locker room. And the guy consistently knows how to do things when it comes to winning. You know what I mean? It, it's it's always good to have a, a vet. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to have a team that's going to be able to back that up. So, pretty much, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back to you. We're going to go ahead and talk some good NBA Uh, for you guys about what happened last night and moving forward as we get to the final few games of the Eastern Conference Finals and as we move into the NBA Finals. But we will be right back to you in a moment. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show and with Pop DiBiase and Jeff Dawson and we'll be right back to you. Alright, we are back with the Primetime Angles Radio show. Hope that you guys came back with us. You know. Sometimes you listen to the show, be like, ah, I'm done listening. You know, but I got you guys some baseball games. I'll get the full list out to you tomorrow. But I'm real antsy to talk about what happened last night. And you know, pretty much Drake pretty much said everything that I want to say. And I know everybody's mad at Drake right now because he's such a super fan of the Raptors. But why can't he be a super fan of his team, Jeff? <laughs> Everybody else gets to do it. You know, this is a big moment for the Raptors. And the reason why there's so much excitement in Toronto because they know that they don't have to beat LeBron. And I told people that there's ways to stop Giannis because Giannis is still a growing basketball player. He's a freaking nature, that's why he's so good. You feel what I'm saying, Jeff? But you have to understand, he's still learning on the job. He was, he's not a guy who picked up the ball when he was six, seven years old like a lot of American players. You know, he didn't get to play, he wasn't playing in youth leagues and getting different looks and different matchups and figuring out how to get through those different matchups, and things like that. So he's still learning on the job. And you know what, he's playing out of position as well too. A lot of people just chime at it, just chomping at the bit. Oh well he can handle the ball, he can pass the ball. Man, he gotta be the point guard. No. There's a reason why there's not there six eleven point guard really doesn't work, in my opinion. You have to understand magic played point guard on offense, but most times when they were playing defense he was on he was playing four he was playing a three or a four. You know, you see sh- you swing coop and and uh, Byron up there to st- stick the guys in the backcourt. Shit, Magic would be taking on a post player in, in some situations. You know, on, his, on the defensive side. So he could be the first one to get the uh, defense rebound to push the break. So he, he, people have to understand the point guard is the general. It's, he's not the, the point of emphasis. He's the general and li- really the most selfless person on the team. With Giannis, you need to have him moving around a little bit more. That plays more to his strength. And he got to learn how to get a post-up game, too, because he's much longer than a lot of the guys that he's going against. And he's spending way, he's exerting way too much energy, trying to break people down off the dribble and dribble drive and, you know his jumper is not a consistent enough jumper to say okay he's one of the better shooters in the league. So he runs into a little bit of a conundrum a little bit when he gets a physical defender like Kawhi Leonard who knows exactly how to play defense the the correct way. You know and taking things away from you. I saw what they did yesterday. They literally had a basic kid defense in place to stop Giannis. They had. Kawhi take away, the, take away the key, and then they had somebody sticking him out on the perimeter. And I just was thinking to myself, this is how you always play the, the best player in the in league if it was, like, say, the YMCA. But I said, this basic defense is shutting down this great player. But it happens, though, sometimes when you just stick to the basics of basketball. And that's exactly what the Raptors did after game two in my opinion, Jeff. And that's why they're up now three to two. Because they knew what it took to really win this series. They had to step up on the defensive side, Jeff. And that's exactly what they did. And I knew it was coming last night. I know the Bucks jumped out to a big lead to start the game off, but I felt like their crowd was a bit too excited and so then they get a bit too excited and you start losing a little bit of that that energy you need at the end you have to stay calm cool and composed all championship teams when you see them get out to a big run like that to start the game they don't get all excited they're not jumping up and uh chest bumping and doing all that extra stuff you know the team calls time they go to the bench they get some more direction and then they start clowning on you when they're up 20 you know 20 25 points and that's what the Bucs thought that the Raptors were just going to lay down and say, well, we got a home game in Toronto. We don't have to worry about winning this one tonight." But they forgot that they had Kawhi Leonard out there, a soldier from the Greg Popovich Army, and literally willed his team to the victory with a San Antonio Spurs-type game. That's exactly what they did last night. They froze out the best player they took away the best player and they put it on the Bucks to win the game the rest of the Bucks to win in the game and Eric Bledsoe hasn't been shooting the, uh, the ball well from outside he's been shooting the ball well from 15 in you know labs and things of that nature but then they just you know and Brock trying to get back as well too so that's kind of like they're kind of in a weird state where they haven't been all season they haven't lost three games in a row all year and it's looking like they might lose their fourth game in a row, but I'm not counting the Bucks out yet Even though I have the Raptors paid to win the series and I've had them paid to win the series the whole time Still I have my doubts as well, too. They gotta finish the game Jeff They gotta finish and J- Drake has already put enough pressure on them. So it's a must-win situation for the Raptors when it doesn't need to really be that much more pressure. What the Raptors did was they seized control of the series, but really they lived to fight another day. Because that's the mentality that you have to think about when you play in the first seed. Because if the Bucks win, then they would have probably handed the but then they would be saying, okay, well, the Bucks." They Bucs, the, the story would be the Bucks today. But I just really do think at the end of the day, though, they have to look at this game as if they're down 3-2 to win this game. In a defining fashion, Jeff, the, and I'm talking about the Raptors. So the Raptors, keep your head on the swivel, boys. You haven't made it to the finals yet. You just in in the position to get to the finals right now. But wasn't Boston in the position to get to the finals, just sitting there at three-two at one point in the series? Get after Game Five, and then people say, "Is this the end of LeBron?" And then what happens is the Cavs went go off and win the next two games. Now. Is Giannis up to to the task of doing that, Jeff? I don't know. This is where you see you see if a guy is really the MVP of the league at this point. It's now or never. It's a it's a breaking point for this te- for uh, this team and for this player, you know. But as I said last night on Twitter, I said that the Raptors are in a right now mode. We got to win right now we got to get to the finals right now we got to attempt to win the finals right now why because we might be able to hold on to what may be the best player in franchise history when it's all said and done for his career and Kawhi is getting more and more impressed with Toronto by the game and but they said well you you'll be happy where you where where you where you want to live and where you want to be hey DeMar DeRozan did it for almost 10 years Living in California and still playing in Canada every year. He enjoyed it. So I don't think Kawhi would have a problem enjoying this either, Jeff. So, and if they're handing me a multi million dollar penthouse for free, hey, I'm all over it. And for all the free food, I can, I can, hey, they're giving you free living in Canada. So, my thing is that they have to keep their head on the and they have to not think that the series is over. They can't be like everybody else is just thinking right now. Everybody, that's where the pressure comes into place. That's why the Bucks are sitting in the position that they are in now because literally they tried to hand the Bucks the series before we even got to Toronto. And that wasn't fair, Jeff. It wasn't fair at all. And this is why now it's turning out to be a, a reverse sweep. You win the first two, I win the next four. And I said this when we had Mike Kell on the show. I've seen this scenario plenty of times where a team dropped the first two games and then they caught momentum at home and then they won the decisive game. Then they wound up winning the series. And it has all the makings of that for the Raptors. But still, you got to hold your breath until it's all the way said and done, Jeff. So what's your opinion on this one Going as, um, as we move forward for this game tomorrow night?
1: You know, we're we're an instant gratification type of society now. Back in our day, you could see the young teams get to where the Bucks were, and then they wouldn't win the series. It would be the next year. You know, when the Pistons finally knocked off the Celtics, or when Michael finally knocked off the Cavaliers. It takes a year to get to that point. So we wanted to anoint the Bucks. We were all set when they're up to nothing. It's all done and said, it's over. Now bring on Dub Nation. But I have said, we said both back in October and November that you had to go through Toronto. You had to win that game six or seven in Toronto and it wasn't going to happen. Kwai has that heart of a lion. He's been through the wars, the trenches with Pops and the Spurs. And it's so it's almost to that point where the Bucks had it They didn't seize it. They got knocked down in game three and they didn't take it in game four. Therefore, now they're down three to two. They've been punched. I don't think they're going to get off the mat. I think Kawhi and Toronto probably will take care of business and it's over. And, uh, but the Bucks will make the Bucks that much more of the team to watch next year and years to come in the East. Uh, it's just, they had their chance. They didn't take it. Uh, Kawhi's too big, too strong. Uh, you know, they're getting Lowry. They're getting other guys. You know, Van Fleet finally wakes up. Uh, uh, as much as I would like to see maybe G versus Dub Nation, I think guy's going to pull it off. I think they're going to get him, and they'll face Dub Nation, uh, and it's not going to go seven.
0: Hmm. So it's a wrap? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You're, you're, nope,
1: nope, no pun intended, but... G and the Bucks look like deer in the headlights and I think they're going to get the rap of Toronto and the country behind them in game 6 and I look for Toronto to get out early and I don't look for them to give up the lead and I look for uh, Golden State versus Toronto and, and by the way that number is going to be huge with
0: or without Durant. And it's funny because the Raptors swept them this year did they not? Yep. Okay. Do you know what this sounds like to me Jeff? You know what it sounds like to me right now? This has all the makings of this Pistons-Lakers-04 series. It really does. It really does.
1: Well, you got know a what I was defensive thinking, I was... team.
0: Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't mean to jump on you there. Because
1: you know what came to my mind? Well, that's a great analogy, by the way. That is one hell of an analogy uh, uh, because I was thinking of Isaiah limping around on his ankle and still going out and scoring 30. Uh, I thought of the 76ers with Al Iverson, that one-man wrecking crew. Uh, That's where I came to look at what Toronto's going to be. Kawhi, the one-man wrecking crew versus Dub Nation. And I thought of the 76ers with Alan Iverson.
0: Well, I compare it to that '04 4 series because it seems like... They got a good room of veterans on that team. They got guys who were all pros, all stars, all that good stuff, and then you got yourself a pretty good coach that sticks to the basic principles of basketball and uses it to his it uses it to his um, advantage. And I just really do feel like they got the makings of, of that team. You know, a team with really with no big star to it. But they play so well together, and I just really think that they want to wreck whatever I did the Warriors have winning that fourth championship, man. I really think that this was the team that they they wanted to avoid. They would have had the same type of game plan for the Bucks that the Raptors have, but I don't think that they have the type of game plan they think they have for the Raptors, not without KD. It's going to be tough
1: but but when you think about this pops is you look at this toronto team now 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 when you break down the bucks they had one of the top three offensive and defensive teams now when you put dub nation versus the raptors unfortunately the raptors do not have enough offense to handle kate not even kd i'm talking clay I'm talking Clay with a chip on his shoulder, who doesn't make what is it the second team All, uh, all NBA or something, cost him like thirty million dollars. He he got snubbed, but my point is you got a healthy Draymond who knows his role now. We don't need KD. You got Steph and Clay. That's without KD. They don't not Toronto does not have enough offense
0: to keep up with this team. Well, I understand, and I just think that with the but with the mentality though that the Raptors is playing with with the one-and-done mentality, you don't give them uh, more opportunities. You know what I mean? You, you try to limit them to, to one shot. If they can keep this type of mentality going into the finals, then it's gonna be a great finals to watch, Jeff, in my opinion. You know, and I know that it seems like they don't have enough offensive firepower. And, you know, it, that does way to be true. But I think that it's just gonna be like how Detroit was. Detroit made their defense the star of the series and I feel like that's exactly what the Raptors want to do and that's what they can do if they go ahead and believe in that, that mentality if they if they go ahead and talk it into existence it can occur but it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a very very steep mountain climb that's all I can say and um, I think that we are on hand for probably the one of the better series for the Warriors over the years it's not going to be LeBron they're the star of the show this time. Now all the pressure's on them. Toronto is just here for pageantry, right? So be ready, Jeff. This is not gonna—they're not gonna make it easy on the Warriors to win this championship. And I don't think they are. But the other thing too is, I think you got
1: to look at the mentality of Toronto in this regards. If they do close this out and they do win, they're playing with house money. Uh, we counted them out when they were down two zero and now you're going to get them in the championship and uh is that uh hey at least we made it kwai can write his own ticket i mean this i'm still hearing today that uh the clippers are the favorite but hey he got to the championship uh i think toronto would be a great i'd love to see him stay on the east i just think the east is where you want to be especially if kd comes over uh you keep kwai here you got g in another year uh You're going to have a
0: healthy Depot. I think this is where you want to be. And the way the Clippers are moving money right now, would you really want to trust to play for them? Say you're not doing good, you know, if they don't feel like you're playing up to the contract the first 18 months or so, they're trying to trade you because, come on, they just traded to their best two players two years in a row. I don't know about trusting that situation with the Clippers. It it seems like they're willing and dealing for picks right now. But It's all about Jerry. It's all about Jerry. Yeah, and so I think Colin had a great point, though. He said, well, if you're buying players for, you're buying wins or you're buying players, and they said that the Clippers, on one hand, can sell that they're buying wins right now. The Lakers, on the other hand, just want to buy players, right? And I said that, well, first and foremost, you shouldn't use the word buy, you know what i mean especially in the sensitive times that we were we're we're living in jeff you know what i mean because you know if somebody from the naacp kind of heard that they would have been you know it would have been maybe a, a little bit of an issue right there you know what i mean because it's two two brothers and you talk about buying people you know what i mean and you know i don't those the wording wasn't good but i understood where he was coming from but you know what i mean jeff so you know I don't have. I'm not offended by that, but I know other people that would be offended by that. But I just say sometimes you gotta use better wording. But that's not the point. The point is, is that he had a great. That you know, you want to buy. Are you buying wins or are you just buying players, right? Are you just. Are you, so I say, I should say, acquiring wins or acquiring players. So I think that at the end of the day, that it will be suitable for the Clippers to pursue. Kawhi, but if they strike out, they sh- there's nothing to be mad about. You know what I mean? Because I still think that they'll be able to pick up another free agent. The Clippers impressed a lot of players in the NBA with their effort against the Warriors. And I know some players are thinking, hey, I could put them over the top. Now you got a, a situation where it's just like when they were getting Chris Paul. What's going to happen? Will you be able to get yourself a, a prime time player somewhere down the road over here? And I think that. You know, maybe Kyrie might think about coming. You know, at the end of the day. So, and then they do have a shot at Durant, just because of the Kevin, uh, just because the Jerry West effect as well too. <laughs> but I don't think New York's gonna get left, be left empty, empty handed this time, Jeff. And that's why well, I keep telling everybody is that KD can go be KD in New York. You got, they won't hold him accountable for anything uh, the first three years. But the funny thing, the, the, the locals today, and it's kind of
1: comical when you start to look at this uh, three ring circuses, rumor has it or had it, the Celtics could have had Kawhi for Jalen Brown and they just didn't want to give up Jalen Brown. And now the 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 question was, is derosian more valuable than a young Jalen Brown? And uh, so I get Kawhi and Kyrie, you know, versus Kawhi. I'm sorry, Kyrie and Jalen. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's water under the bridge. You know, it's for that one year, you know, because you didn't know where Kwai's going to go at the end of the year. And it's the same thing as renting this year coming up. You're going to rent A.D. You know, Danny's got wood for A.D. He's had a sense of diapers. So, well, I didn't want to do it for Kwai, but I'll do it for A.D. So you're trying to tell me you value A.D. more than Kwai? Well, you're wrong there. There's not even a doubt who's better, who I'd rather have, Kwai versus AD. It's not even up for debate. I mean, AD, you can open the door for Kwai
0: in my eyes. Right. I agree. I totally agree. And I just think that you got to play this thing smartly when it comes to the free agent game this summer. And I just really think at the end of the day that... The Raptors are going to come with the big bag for Kawhi. It's it's going to be too it's going to be too much to uh, pass up, man. You know, if you come in the room two hundred seventy five, three hundred million dollars. Hey, he's yours. He's yours. And that that helps pay for the house in L. A. <laughs> you know, and then you don't have to pay the same taxes all year long either, because now you're in Canada, where everything they're going to give you is for free. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know they sweeten in the pot very well, and these are people that won't bother you as much as you think they will. You know what I mean? They 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 just love the fact that you're winning games for them. But they'll let you they'll let you go to your nice little suburban home in Ontario and live your life without everybody always being up up in your face. You know, he gets back to L. A. TMZ will always have a camera crew parked outside of his house, and you know. I think Kawhi is just too low key, too discreet for that to occur. I think that San Antonio was a perfect place for him to start his career, and I think Toronto will be a perfect place for him to end his career because he'll have the whole country with him. He'll be seen as a, a, a icon to the country, not just a, a basketball player. He'll be up there with the top tens when they do the history when they do the history books to have Kawhi there. You know, and those are the things that. You have to put into place. He could be the big, and even Eric Cant, even Vince Carter said himself. He said, "If if things worked out the way that they should have worked out, I'd have never left Canada." Because he even knew the impact that Canada he had on Canada and Canada had on him, and that literally he turned Toronto into a basketball city. Because now basketball is the thing, even though hockey still rules. There's now it's a split bag out there. So why you, you got to, you got some pressure on you when it comes to a good thing and that's making them dollars, man. So now I'm going to end it with that, Jeff, any uh, closing statements before we wrap the show up? No, I just want to, uh, thank, uh,
1: all the veterans past and present, uh, without them, we would not have this weekend coming up and we would not live in this great country. We call the U S of a, uh, it's Memorial Day for a reason, and uh, hats off to them. Uh, it's been a great show. I look forward to the weekend. Uh, you know, as you stated at the start of the show, uh, we're, we're coming to the end of the uh, NHL and the NBA uh, with the finals coming up. Uh, baseball's still strong. And uh, you did not uh, mention something, and I will mention it for you, is that the WNBA is back. And uh, another angle for us to make and cash some tickets. Uh, your Vegas uh, team, the Aces, are the favorite to win it this year. I know we'll have a lot of talk about the WNBA and the upcoming shows. Uh, but look forward to everything. Uh, look forward to the weekend. Uh, you can follow us at EC Sports Invest on the Twitter and. Uh, f- Check out our website at www.eastcoastsportsinvestors.com and our e commerce store at store.eastcoastsportsinvestors.com.
0: And there it is. You guys can catch me on the Twitter at PopsDBiase. You guys can follow me on Instagram at DBiase. You guys can also follow all my angles, picks subscribe to be an exclusive client on primetimecapper.com we got some big things coming for you i got a big announcement in that way uh for you guys next week as well Uh, me and uh jeff we will be doing a lot of a lot of big things uh coming up here shortly we're gonna have you guys really tuned up for football season and uh you guys just just keep riding away man Movement is moving, and there's nothing they can do about it. We've been putting our money where our mouth is, and, hey, it is what it is, man. This, It's it's time, and we just moving forward. That's all I can say. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DBIAC, with my main man, Jeff Dawson, live from Boston, and we are signing out the—the— the, people's Kappa and the Don himself. All right, y'all have a beautiful day. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. It's your boy, the Primetime Kappa Pop Dibiase, and you guys need to listen to my show, the Primetime Angles radio show, which is available live Thursday through Monday, starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And you don't know where we might be. Vegas, L.A., Houston, New York, Miami. We do this show everywhere, mobile. But this is all about cashing that ticket. So if you are a big better or a small better, and you like to bet college basketball, NBA, NFL, college football, MLB, WNBA, anything that you can bet under the sun, We'll have an angle for you, okay? So make sure you guys do tune in to the Primetime Angles radio show hosted by your boy, the Primetime Kappa Pop DiBiase, also featuring Jeff Dawson, Philly Pete, Bobby Del Rio, and many more um, guests that come in on a weekly basis. So you guys make sure to tune in because this is the best sports betting show in the world. Once again, The best sports betting show in the world. Don't miss out. And this is the Primetime Angles Radio Show live every Thursday through Monday starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time.